शोभित घर हे खरे गजाली की हे घर माझे ना हे घर तुमचे ही ना पण हे दाईस हा वारसो आमचो सगळ्यांचो तो वारसो सांभाळपाक जाय एका प्रेमानी पोवपाक जाय आम्ही सद्दाय म्हणता देव बरे करू आता वेळ आयली सांगपाचे देवा गोवे बरे करू देव बरे करू हिता पंडित आणि आता मेळूया नेलिंडा डेसलवा जे गावात माजोडेचे पण रावता गोल्ड कोस्ट ऑस्ट्रेलिया महत्वाची खबर म्हणल्यार नेलिंडा गेल्या अठरा वर्षां अंतराक्षित बॉबिन लेस एम्ब्रॉयडरी स्पोदान भाग घेतात आणि हालीच पोलंड देशांत हंगा जाल्या बॉबिन लेस एम्ब्रॉयडरी स्पोदान इंदीचे नाव वयर दोवरले आणि आमका सांगता मगाल इष्टानो मकाडलो सोयक मेळो वानटो घेऊन या आंतरराष्ट्रीय बॉबीन रेंदाचो उत्सवाक हा भारत देशांक अजूनही रेप्रेझेंट करता एक प्रतिनिधी कसो इंडिया देशांत हवे निमाने पावटी भाग घेतलो तो मुल्यार बोबोवा पोलंड गेल्या महिन्यात या आंतरराष्ट्रीय मेळ्यावन हा गोयचो भारती प्रतिनिधी कसो फाटल्या अठरा वर्सां तान भाग घेत आयल्या शेकड्या फाटी बॉबीन लेस हे कोला आमच्या कुटुंबांनी कपड्याचे यादनिकांच्या अंगोस्त्राचे आदी आमचे नेसनाचे रेंद तिकाचे वस्त्राचे जसे हाव नेसता मोजे आंगा बली हावे नाजूक सुतान वापरून केल्या देव बरे करू नलिंडा आणि आता गोयात कोळसो नाका हाचे झूज चालू असा या सोमारात काही जाग्यांनी जसे चांदोर व दोवल्ली हंगा रेल्वेचे डबल ट्रॅकिंगाचे काम चालू असले ते गावच्या लोकांनी बंद केले आणि साऊथ वेस्टर्न रेल्वे कामदारांक शिटकावणी दिली की काम बंद दोवरचे म्हणून गोयचो आवाजाचो कॅप्टन विराटो फर्नांडीस आमकां सांगता लोकांची चोडवण आता गोयात मोठ्या प्रमाणे जातली आणि हाका गोयचो सरकार जबाबदार असतलो म्हणून नोव्हेंबराचे चौदा तारखेर गोयची धाकटुली भुरगी बी गोयच्या मुखेलमंत्री प्रमोद सावंताक मेवली आणि मागले की गोयात येवचो कोळसो बॉन करचो म्हण ओयतुमराचे तेरा तारखेर आम्ही चीफ मिनिस्टर एक रिक्वेस्ट केल्लो की आफ्टर वन मंथ दॅट इज चौदा नोव्हेंबर विच इज दिवाळी अँड ऑल्सो चिल्ड्रन्स डे त्या दिसा आमका एक बरीशी खोशीची खबर दिया की हे सगळे डिस्ट्रक्टिव्ह प्रोजेक्ट जे असा हे बंद करा आमच्या भुरग्यांक लागून हे फुडल्या पिळगेक लागून आणि चीफ मिनिस्टरान आमकां प्रॉमिस केल्ले that he will do something positive but tane hoy mununa nai mununa now the fight will get much more intense amchi sogle organizationa melun e ladai phude mattelam ani amka sacrifice pasun deuche padle amche rogat bhavuche padle madale pasun ami fati sarpakna amche goya save kartale hiyojan aslyo susekat dompar goyche khobro melu ya dusrecho manat te meren moga sundi
kokot zájam kam, a šír vádry tu zoho, na polon portolom, furo portolom, moga pasoknám, zústolom, moga to valor, tu kada kujtolom, tu šikúru súľar, je zámúdiu cóna, tu čačil vaco hátam, kýdým súrcóna, moga to This is 104.6. I'm here with Nick, and I'm your host, Tanesh. Uh, Nick, you were telling me about something uh, just before we kicked into this. Yeah, I was uh, mentioning social, uh, The Social Dilemma, a really good documentary I watched the other week. Oh, yeah, the movie on Netflix. Yes, yes, that's the one you know about it. So essentially, it's about how constantly checking our phones, and social media in particular, affects our mental health. It's detrimental to our mental health. And honestly, I have to agree with it 100%, because these social media companies especially are really getting, trying to get those high levels of engagement and going to such far lengths mm. to get our attention constantly, checking our phones for every little bit of information. Yeah, I think, I, I think in the movie they were, um, they were talking about, uh, especially like young, younger generations, um, I guess us, who were sort of born on the cusp of the technological age with smartphones and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were also talking about people who were born into the technological age, so 15 to 20-year-olds currently... And the effect that it was having on their mental health and, and um, their ability to function in society because they were using their phones so much, right? Yeah, they're almost indoctrinated from a young age. When we grew up, we didn't have phones. We didn't have social media. And these kids are basically born into it. They're not really sure how to deal with it mentally. There are definitely negative things, but parents aren't taught this. So companies, especially social media companies, really prey, really prey on the younger generations yeah. when it comes to this. Yeah, and I, I, I think they were also talking about, you know, just... One, one of the main goals was trying to get people to pick up their phones constantly, mm. as many times as they could, right? And <laughs> if, they, if, if they were able to get people to pick up their phones constantly, then that was a win for them. 100%. It was, it was engagement, constant engagement. You had to be on your phone more than, than you know, you were, you were looking at your friend or you were looking at the world. Kind mm. of thing. Um, so why, why do you pick up your phone? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think everybody's answer is different. I pick up my phone for, for notifications, for messages from friends, from work emails. Mm. Am I getting a package from Amazon? You know, is it, should I expect it tomorrow? All these kind of good feelings that I get that dopamine hit in my brain yeah. and the happiness switch turns on. Um, and at the end of the day, I think, geez, I picked up my phone a lot today. 
more than I talk to my friends, more than I talk to my partner, my family. It's mm-hmm. it's staggering. What about you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I'd say being a teacher, um, you know, I I get two views. One one of myself, um, someone that was, that was like born on the cusp of, te- of technology in the technological age. Mm-hmm. But I also see uh, my students who are fifteen to eighteen, and and I see them being born into technology. Yeah, you know, and and any um, any opportunity that they get. It's, it's almost instinctive that their hand goes into their pocket and they pull their phone out. And sometimes they don't even know what it is. They, they pull their phone out to check the time, but really they just want to look at their phone, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I ask them sometimes, why, why do you pull your phone out? Oh, I was just checking the time. What's the time? I don't know. Um, and I guess in, in, in a similar sense, uh, but to a lesser degree, it's, it's kind of like that for me. Um, you know, often I'll, I'll find myself pulling my phone out um, checking the time and then forgetting the time and putting my phone uh, pulling my phone out again to check the time and then sometimes like you said it's just it's just uh, checking your notifications mm-hmm. social media uh, Facebook Instagram anyone that's uh, messaged you all of those kinds of things right um, so I guess I guess uh, well push notifications is, is what they call it in, yeah in the social dilemma mm-hmm. um, those you know those things that constantly pop up on your screen especially when your phone's off um, and I and I think you know, like they said in the movie, it's in the documentary. It was, it's companies trying to increase engagement. It's, it's companies trying to trying to increase that dopamine level, trying to make everything bigger and better constantly, so that you are on your phone right? constantly, just vying for your attention more than the things going on in your real life, which is which is quite sad to be honest. Mm. Mm, yeah, and I think uh, I think especially um, you know the way I see it as as a teacher, the guys. I, I could almost point out the students that are on their phones more than others because I I feel like there's a high correlation between um, the guys that are on their phones a lot and also the guys that are a lot more susceptible to mental health issues. Okay. Yeah. Just just from just from constantly checking their phone, from not actually looking around, mm. from constantly being immersed in in you know other people's lives. You know, I guess. Um, something we're, we're going to get on to um, maybe later, maybe later in the discussion. But you know, I guess um, so. I, so we we pick up a phone for different reasons. Um, what about what about uh, you know different places and and what you do with your phone when when you're at different different places? So where where do you pick up your phone, um, or where is your phone when you're when you're at work or when you're with your friends or something like that? Work is a very interesting situation because obviously you're supposed to be working. I mean, mm. people see you on your phone, they assume you're you're checking Facebook, you're checking Instagram, you're sending yeah. photos, filters to some people. Um, in my line of work, I have to use my phone quite a lot for authentication and things like that. So my phone will normally sit on my desk in front of me or in my pocket. Um, and in a meeting, I'll always have it in a pocket because I feel like the other person won't have my undivided attention. Yeah. In that case, I think that's kind of very prevalent these days in meetings. Yeah. Well, but, you, were, you, you, you were telling me about uh, what people do at meetings, right? We were having that conversation about this. <laughs> we were. So I think the understanding is that if your phone is out on the desk, but it's face down, that you're giving the other person or the other people in the room respect. Yeah. Your full attention. But um, if that phone vibrates or dings or pings, their eyes will jump right over to the mm. phone and you realize you don't have their attention. So to be honest, I think it's I think it's better off to have your phone away in your bag, out of sight, yeah. out of mind. Yeah, it's the it's it's the attention that you you know you know you don't have it. You know the attention split. Mm. I mean, you know, maybe maybe most of it might be on you on the meeting. Yeah. But you know part of it is on that phone, waiting for that light to go off or the vibration or whatever it is. And yeah, like like you said, I I think um, you know, even even sometimes if you're just having lunch or dinner with your friends, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll see it, it being pretty prevalent um, because we sort of sit on like it's like I said, like the cusp of the technological age, you know, um, where people people will turn up, people will turn up to the hangout, and they'll have their phone um, face up on the table, and and sometimes if they think, oh, you know, this is really important, I want to I want to look like. Um, you have my attention. They'll have it on the <laughs> table, but face down. I know. It's it's crazy. It's just, I mean, it's 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 an interesting concept, right? I mean, why why not just put it away? No, and I think you constantly see it in photos when mm. somebody says, "Oh, I'm out with friends. I'm out on a date, for example," 
and the other person opposite them is just on their phone. And I just think, well, are you actually enjoying yourself? Are you actually engaging with this person? Or are they just, are you both on your phone the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd say, I'd say we, we definitely know those people. Um, <laughs> you know, those, those kinds of people that hang out with us and, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's few and far between, especially, probably especially with the, the kind of friends that we have, but, mm-hmm. but few and far between, but we still get it when, when they're out with us um, and they're hanging out with us and they, and they have a, and they have their phones constantly mm-hmm. um, between their face and, and our face kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Um, how do you, how, how do you react when, when someone's, um, when, when someone's on their phone constantly, you know, when, when they specifically ask to meet up with you? Oh, I mean, that's a very good question. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we will address that when we come back from the break. Yeah, I, I think we should. Let's listen. Let's, let's listen to a couple songs. This is 104.6. Um, I'm back with Nick and I'm your host, Tanesh. Uh, if you just tuned in, we were, we were talking about does checking our phones affect our mental health? And and Nick, we, we talked about, you know, we were talking about the Social Dilemma movie. Yep. And and we talked about um, how in the movie they, they talk about picking up your phone constantly and the companies are trying to increase the amount of times you pick up your phone mm-hmm. and it affected... Uh, the mental health of multiple people, especially, they said in the movie, especially uh, teens. Yep. And we talked about you know, why do you pick up your phone, where 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 do you have your phone when you're at work or with your friends and things. And so before the break, I asked you a question. Um, so coming back around, how, how do you react when people are on their phones um, constantly, especially when they've actually asked to meet up with you? Mm. 
It's, it's a really good question. I think we all have friends like this who are constantly on their phone. Mm. And I've had a couple of experiences where, yeah, I've, I've asked to meet up with somebody or vice versa. They've asked to meet up with me. And the majority of the time you spend yeah. with them, they're just on their phone. I mean, it's very hard to enjoy a meal or a conversation when somebody is just tapping away on their phone or just checking social media. Mm. Personally, I think if it's a close friend of mine, I find it quite offensive, you yeah. know, and it, it, it is quite rude, to be honest. And if you consider them a true friend, you should probably politely ask them, hey, mate, could you just could you just get your phone? Like, mm. could we just enjoy our time together? You can go home and sit on your phone. Yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you ever done that? Have you, have you ever called someone out um, when they're on their phone too much? I mean, I, I think it's a bit of a taboo, but I, I have before. I've tried to politely mm. call people out. I mean, I think most people don't think it's a social norm, but but I have, and they've been pretty understanding because I think they were close-knit friends. Yeah. I think people who are perhaps more of an arm's length, I wouldn't normally ask that because that may come across as rude from my end. Yeah. Okay, so then, so I guess if 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 you, if you were meeting up with someone that wasn't that wasn't necessarily um, a good friend mm-hmm. that you've met, you know, once or twice, and you're starting to starting to decide whether you want to become friends with them. Um, and you meet up with them and they're on their phone, would you judge them? <laughs> well, I mean, you can still judge them without saying anything, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I would certainly still judge them. Whether I say something or not is a different question, but yeah. I would certainly still judge them and that would, going forward, uh, kind of change my mind on whether I want this person in my life or not. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think we, we all make judgments uh, within the first few seconds and and I think if, if someone's going to ask to hang out with you, I mean, there are certain situations. I mean, if, if something's if something's especially important, mm-hmm. um, they might be they might be on their phones, right? Yeah. But all all in all, I mean, you know, if that important thing is lasting for two hours mm. and it's lasting for the duration of your of your hangout, yeah, then if it was really that important, they probably put the phone down and tell you that you know they got to go. If it was a real emergency, why why would they be there? Why would they stick around yeah. if something's happened to their mom or, or their good friend of theirs? Yeah. I, I would expect them to say, sorry, I have to go. I, I will talk to you later. Yeah, or they'll, or they'll probably pick up the phone and call that person if it's really urgent, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I, I I had a friend actually um, and and um, she she was always on her phone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we'd, we'd meet up and she'd have the phone between... Um, like I said, between her face and mine, mm-hmm. and you know, she she'd ask me, "Oh, you know, how how was your weekend, right?" Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd proceed to tell her, you know, I I got a haircut on the weekend, I got yep. a massage on the weekend, I went dancing, social dancing on the weekend, or whatever. Um, and usually, if, if someone tells you that, you know, if if they're a friend or a good friend or not, they're going to ask prompting questions. Yeah. Going to ask you, oh, what, what kind of dancing or, or where do you go for a haircut or whatever it is, right? But just, I just get absolutely nothing. And then I'd have to, I, it was, it was almost, I was, it was almost like I was knocking on the door, you know, I just, <clears throat> you know, I just, I just knock on the door. So like, um, yeah, just massive pauses and stuff. So, oh, sorry. I, 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 I was distracted. Well, of course you were distracted. I can, I can <laughs> see you scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> You know, it just and and, and yeah, one it, it undervalues your your time mm. to specifically ask you to meet up. Yeah, but like I said, it, it also seems like um, there's a big correlation between the more be, the more someone checks their phone, yeah, the more they seem to be um, to be distracted by by other people's lives and and putting way too much effort and and interest in other people's lives and not their own. Mm. And so as a result, I, I feel like they don't necessarily get to fix a lot of the things that's going on in their life, which brings us back to the original <laughs> question, right? And it affects their mental health. It does. Um, and that's, I guess, you know, why, why, why do they really do that? I mean, you know, looking when, when they're looking at other people's stories and they're, they're constantly following other people's lives that, that, that they don't care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, have you, have, have you ever done that? Have you ever, have you ever gotten to that position where, where you're following someone like a celebrity or just like a friend that you don't really, you haven't really hung up with too much, but you're still following them on Instagram? Yeah, I, I think I've had that before in the past. I've, I've certainly tried to be better, but um, yeah, I, I certainly follow people and they would always post very lavish things of them away on holiday mm. or amazing family, you know, dinners. And obviously think, I think a big deal 
people make is obviously comparing their highlight reel with your normal behind-the-scenes life. You might be doing laundry at home on a Sunday or ironing yeah. your clothes and you're scrolling through Instagram and going through somebody's amazing feed yeah. and you go... And just, boom, they've been to France, you I know, mean, over oh. the weekend or something. And the jealousy just hits in and you just feel like, yeah. crap, it's, well, it's terrible. pre-COVID anyway, yeah. <laughs> obviously, this was before COVID. Yeah, um, yeah no, I would feel very down in the dumps about it. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, I I'd say so. I like like you said. I think, I think this this whole case of mental health, um, and checking our phones. You know, I, I think, I think if all we checked was our contact list, mm. where every time we checked our phone, all we checked was you know like back in the day before, before uh, you know back in my day. <laughs> um, <laughs> every. Every time I say that, I, I I sort of sort of think about that saying. But uh, back in the day, before uh, before smartphones, when 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 we pull out our phones, mm. we, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to check anything. Check your gallery, check the pictures you you took. Play snake, play snake, <laughs> um, and and what? Check your messages, but no one would ever text you because it cost twenty cents a text. And, right? Yeah, and you should never get on the internet. That would cost you a fortune back yeah, then. A dollar a minute or whatever. Oh, it was. very expensive. Yeah. Well, we're, really, <laughs> we're really getting nostalgic here. But uh yeah, these these days, like like I said, if they if they only if, if they were only on their contacts, only on their messages, mm. then it would be fine. But the fact that they're checking their highlights, you know, they're scrolling on Instagram and, and someone's been to what's what's that place? Say Seychelles, Seashells, whatever it is. Um, in like I, I, I can't remember where it is, but but my my point being like you know France and Greece and and these these European countries exotic places, yes, yeah, or just beaches and landscapes and stuff, and and you're there ironing your shirt for the weekend, <laughs> you know. I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> I, ironing your shirt for the week ahead, you know. Yeah, scrolling through Instagram, looking at someone, uh, looking at someone that's on some beach and some, you know. Um, some country overseas, mm. and I guess it. I mean, I, I I don't know about you, but I I would say it definitely makes you feel bad, right? Hundred mm, percent. And I guess it 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 brings me to my next point. I mean, yeah, okay, we we follow all these people, right? We follow all these people um, on social media. I mean, I I've seen some people that follow um, a thousand a thousand plus people. Wow, you know, that's incredible. Yeah, a, a thousand plus people, but. Yeah, how many people can we actually keep in touch mm. with? Are there really a thousand friends? I mean, I ha- I hardly doubt that. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, I, I think, I think I read somewhere that uh, the maximum amount of people that you can actually keep in touch with mm. is somewhere around one hundred and fifty, and not more than that. <laughs> I think I'm trying to do more than that, so I'm I'm nowhere near that number. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy, you know. When when you think about how many people can you actually keep in touch, and and I guess. Um, one of my, well, one of our good friends, um, mm. Ryan, he actually he actually ended up um, in his attempt to try to get to try to get some hold on not checking his phone that much. Yeah, um, he ended up cutting out heaps of his followers, right? Like he was telling us, mm-hmm. um, cut, cutting out his followers from like two, three hundred that he had um, that he was that he was following mm-hmm. down to like you know down to like close to a hundred, as close to a hundred as he possibly could. Yeah. Um, have you have, have you tried that? Have you tried cutting out some of your followers? I, I have in the past, but again, if you do unfollow people or unfriend people, you always expect a "Why did you unfollow me? Why did ah, you unfriend yeah. me?" response. And of yeah. course, nobody wants to deal with that conflict, right? Because yeah. social media is an escape, mm. right? You're bringing your drama from your personal life into your social life. So I think a lot of people are hesitant to do that. So it's great that it worked well. It worked for Ryan because he eventually deleted all his social media, yeah. but. I think it's very tough for most people, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think, I think at at, at one point in time, um, I definitely got got on that bandwagon, mm. and I I, I I think I had something like four hundred and fifty friends or something on Facebook. You know, yeah. back, back when Facebook was was the thing to use, mm. um, four hundred fifty friends on Facebook, and I cut it right down to about seventy. Wow. Yeah. How did you manage that? And the amount of messages that I got, you know, from people I I had hadn't talked to in about like. Oh, uh, what a year or two? You know why? Why did you delete me? Why? Because I haven't talked to you in a year. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a year. Well, well, why are you just following me? And uh, on social media, I'm looking at everything that I've done mm. without the without the intention to ever 
contact me and actually have a proper conversation. You stepped on some people's toes, clearly. I, I, I definitely didn't. Some some people, you know, years after they kept bringing it up and they they were they were taken aback by it. They were, I guess, hurt by it. You know? Wow, yeah. they were so resentful after so long. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, their, their, <laughs> their mental health was affected. I clearly disproved yeah. the point. <laughs> um, so can I can I ask you right now, right? If you if you deleted all of your social media apps, how would you cope with it? Actually, don't answer that. Um, we'll be right back after the break. Sky, Rosa and 
This is 104.6. And we're on the topic, does checking our phones affect our mental health? And Nick, I asked you a question just before the break. Mm -hmm. Um, If you deleted all of your social media apps, how would you cope with it? I don't know if I'd cope too well, to be honest. Like like most people, I think I'd have a fair amount of withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. That instinct of checking my phone would be there, checking my messenger for messages, checking Instagram for likes and other people's posts, even checking LinkedIn for, for new jobs mm. referrals and the people, you know, moving overseas. So I would find it quite difficult, to be honest. I mean, do you, do you think you could if, if someone, like, if I, if I asked you right now, um, I dare you to delete all your social media apps, would you, would, <laughs> would you be able to do it? It's a big deal. I think I would be able to, but there would certainly be some growing pains out of it. I would find it quite difficult and I would still continue to look at my phone and assume there'd be notifications there for my social media apps and then looking and going, oh, it's not there mm-hmm. and feeling a bit lost because what do I replace that with? Where do I get my dopamine hit from? Where do I get my validation from? I'd have to turn that into something positive because I might turn it into something negative and just sit and watch TV or watch yeah. Netflix and that's just as bad almost on your yeah. mental health. Yeah, I guess the, the last thing you want to do is substitute it, right? Like exactly. A, like a nicotine patch sort of thing mm. and then you get addicted to the nicotine patches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The the last thing you want to do is is uh, swap like social media, Facebook, Instagram and and uh, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok or mm-hmm. all those ones for Netflix. Swapping right? a poison with another poison, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, we were we were talking to Ryan as well, um, you know, before the segment, and, mm-hmm. and he said that he actually did delete all of his social media apps, and he was practically unfazed. But but the way he did it, um, I think at the start he he uh, like we mentioned earlier, he tried to he tried to downsize from three hundred followers to two hundred to one seventy or something like that, mm-hmm. and then he thought, you know what, this is not working. This is not working for me, um, and so he just. He just decided to, after cutting out all his followers, as many as he could, he decided to delete it. He just, cold turkey, just decided to go off. Wow. Yeah. And I think, I think uh, in the process as well, um, he also deleted uh, WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get his messages from the aunties and uncles then? I know all, all the forwards and the good morning texts and the, you know, I mean, set, share this with seven other people who won't have bad luck for seven years. He's missing out on that for sure. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I reckon we, we probably got we probably got to copy those and, and text it to him every day. You know? Manually. Yeah, the ones we get from the uncles and aunties and stuff. We got we got to send it to him, or maybe, maybe, maybe uh, chuck it all, uh, chuck it all in something and print it out and post it to him daily. You know, yeah. like a daily post of uh, WhatsApp forwards. Keep him in the know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd I'd say I'd say for myself. I mean, you you said you know you might you might uh, you might have some withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan said he's he was practically unfazed by it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he said he said after after he deleted it, he ended up checking his phone a little bit here and there, and he realized that in retrospect, he was actually addicted to it because he didn't he didn't think he was, but you know, constantly going to his phone and having no social media apps, he. Mm. He um, he realized that he was in retrospect addicted to it. Um, I'd I'd say I'd say for myself, um, some something kind of in the middle. I'd I'd, I'd say I, I I do check my phone quite often, mm-hmm. um, and I, especially at one point, um, definitely during lockdown, um, I checked my phone more and more. Oh yeah, but you know the way I dealt with it was I tried to. I tried to turn the algorithm on itself. Okay. How do you do that? So, you know, in, in, in the social dilemma, they talk about um, anything you watch, whether it's whether it's politics or whether it's, you know, the rugby or the cricket or whatever it is, um, it'll send you similar videos to try to keep you, to try to keep you addicted, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll be bigger and better constantly. Um, any, anything that's just going to be bigger and better to get, to get you more and more engaged. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I'm already checking, I'm already checking all my social media. Um, you know, twice, three times a day. Um, it's a, it's a little bit excessive. Mm. So I thought, 
if I'm going to do this, I should probably try to I should probably try to turn the algorithm on itself. And so I I basically did a little bit of what Ryan did. I cut out heaps of my followers. Yeah. Uh, well, heaps, heaps of the people that, that I was following. But I also just started following a whole bunch of, um, and, and, and people people tend to give me crap for this, some of my good friends. <laughs> but I, I I ended up following a lot of like motivational quotes and uh, positive quotes and, and uh, watching a lot of YouTube videos about uh, bettering yourself mm-hmm. and, um, you know, looking at like uh, Jordan Peterson that, that I, you've heard of as well. Um, you know, just just how to be better, just okay. just how to be better in life and grow and and fix your weaknesses and all of those kinds of things. And the more I kept watching these videos and, and the more I kept signing myself up to these motivational quotes, the more I kept I kept getting them on my phone constantly on my feed, right? Yeah. And so every time I check my social media, um, if I if I was feeling low, if my mental health was affected, mm. and I I just you know out of habit scrolling on my social media. The only thing I would get would be these quotes about about motivation. So every time I had I had some sort of downtime and I I was feeling I was feeling low, the only thing I would get would be motivation to get back up and do something with my life. That's remarkable. You turned the social media algorithm on its head and you you gave it a positive twist. Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd say I'd say if you're going to use it, um, well, if if you're going to use it anyway because you because you're somewhat addicted to it in a way, what kind of brought up? in the technological age, then you might as well try to find a good use for it, right? A hundred percent wholeheartedly agree with you. But I guess on and on that note, do you think do you think we can you know, I mean a lot of people check their phones constantly. Yeah. Um, and if they're scrolling on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and every possible other answer. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, like the social dilemma says we're we're seeing higher and higher rates of of depression and, mm. and um, people's mental health getting affected and stuff. Yep. Um, do you think Do you think we can make checking our phones a good thing? I think so. I think context is very important. During during the lockdowns early this year, I found a very positive way to check your phone, and my goal was to do ten thousand steps per day. Try mm. to be more fit. Try to be healthier. Yeah. And so I was constantly checking my phone to see at what time I was at three thousand steps, five thousand steps, and eventually ten thousand steps. So again, I was constantly checking my phone, but in a positive manner. And mm. I was feeling good. I was still getting that that dopamine hit. I was still feeling feeling better about myself about these notifications. You've you've achieved ten thousand steps today, and doing it the next day, and for the week, and for the month. So that was the way I could spin it and and feel really good about checking my phone. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because you're 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 checking your phone to try to reach uh, to try to better your physical health, right? Exactly. Rather than checking your phone for for uh, Snapchat streaks or <laughs> or one 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 of those kinds of things. No, not not for the external validation. It was just for me. Yeah, yeah. I I guess yeah. I guess one way is is to use it for like you were doing to to check it for like health apps and stuff and mm-hmm. and uh, get to your ten thousand steps a day. Um, I think also just moderation. Yeah. You know? Um, some some of the students that I teach, uh, their parents have this have this moderation going on pretty well. So they they allow their they allow the kids to use to use technology, social media, whatever it is, um, for about an hour a day. Okay. Um, some some of them have gone pretty extreme. And in one case, I was teaching this kid, and he was only allowed to use his phone for three hours a week, and it had to be on the Sunday. It's very disciplined. Yeah. So he wasn't allowed to touch his phone at all, apart from Sunday at like 4 p.m. And then he was allowed to use it for three hours and that's it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But, you know, I'd, I'd say I'd say moderation is key, right? Mm. I think with anything that's you can abuse, like social mm. media, like technology, moderation is the key. Yeah. And then and then I, I'd say also... Um, the way the way that I that I was able to use it, right? The way mm-hmm. that I was able to turn it against itself, uh, following my motivational quotes that I'm constantly reposting. <laughs> <laughs> they're always positive. I'll give you that. They may be a bit annoying sometimes, but they're yeah, always positive. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, on that note, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think I think uh, I think we've discussed this at great length. I, I think. I think uh, we have found ways to deal with checking our phone constantly. Mm. Um, trying trying to find a, trying to find a way to to battle this mental health issue, right? From from checking our phones constantly and the effect that it has on our mental health. Yeah. 
Um, and, and on that note, I think uh, I, I think that's probably enough to leave to, to leave our audience with to ponder. Mm. Um, so I, I think we should just uh, just have a listen to some tunes. Well, thanks, Nick, for joining me. It's been a great session.
Ich 